What's up everyone? Welcome to Shifting Frequencies, your guide to the music industry, mindset, and all modern spiritual shit and how to apply it to your life. I'm your host, Haley, and I'm a mindset coach for the music community. I help music industry creatives who feel stuck and burnt out to reignite their passion, connect to their craft, and create from a space of authenticity. Don't you remember when you were a kid and you would just create to create? You were an open channel for creativity to just simply flow through you. You felt so lit up by your creations and you couldn't wait to share it with your parents, teachers, siblings, really anyone who would listen. Do you remember the reason why you want to be in this industry in the first place? I know that you know deep down in your soul the connection you have with your craft. In this podcast, we're going to empower you to reconnect with your soul's purpose to create and provide a safe space to shine your light in this industry. To be the music community leader that you know you are. And how do we do that? We do that by calling our power and confidence home to ourselves. In this podcast, we'll have some solo Haley episodes throughout the show, as well as special guests joining us. We'll be chatting with incredibly impactful souls in the music, entrepreneurial, and spiritual communities to gather an even wider perspective on life, business, and creativity. You're definitely going to want to tap in for this. Stay tuned each week to rediscover the industry leader that you know you fucking are and awaken your inner genius. What is up, everybody? Um, so I am with my good friend, Callie. Um, Callie is a certified business coach for online coaches and service providers. And we actually met in QCA, in Quantum Coaching Academy. So welcome, Callie. So excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm stoked to be here. I know. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy about it. Thank you so much for joining. Like, I'm really, really excited to get into it. And um, I think you're incredible. So, yeah. Thank you. Ditto. Ditto. Thank you. Thank you. So, I absolutely love your story. Tell us how you became a business coach for online coaches and service providers. Okay. So, I will share with you the shortened version of this story of how I became a coach. But I think it's, I love sharing this story because I think it's a journey that a lot of people can relate to. So I graduated college about 10 years ago and I had been a psychology major. I was always so fascinated by the human mind and human emotion and our relationships and personal growth, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. It was always like, yeah, I love being a psych major and I don't want to be a psychiatrist and I don't want to be a therapist and I, you know, don't want to go to medical school. Like, (laughs) so I never really knew what I was going to do with that. And I followed this pretty traditional path. I had this great marketing job out of college. I worked for a big tech company But from the moment I started that job, I just knew that something wasn't right. And for a long time, I thought it was a problem with me. I was like, I have this great job. Like, why am I not enjoying myself more? Why am I not appreciating this more? And 
I spent about five years there before I had finally said, I don't know what I want to do, but enough is enough. I'm in this fortunate position where I can quit and I'm going to go travel. So it was something I always wanted to do. I ended up traveling the world for like four to five months by myself after that. And it was so amazing. And when I got home, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I eventually did start my first business, which was called The Lone Travel Girl. It was a business in support of solo female travelers. I was selling apparel that was solo travel related. I was building this online community and it was going great. Like I grew pretty quickly and then 2020 hit and (laughs) no one was traveling. I also couldn't sell apparel with without any risk because there were so few workers in the warehouses and I just didn't even feel comfortable saying to customers like yeah buy stuff like I didn't know if it was going to get to them so I really had this opportunity during the pandemic to take a pause and ask myself what do I want to do because as much as I loved that business I still felt like something wasn't quite right. Like I loved the fact that I had found this path as an entrepreneur and that I was working for myself and making my own hours and doing my own thing, but it still didn't feel quite like total alignment. You know, it, it was just like something was still a little off and this was so big because you think about these moments in your lives and I'm sure you've had one of these as well, where just one single person can put you on a totally different path. I happened to be in this group program. It was all about Facebook ads because I was trying to learn about Facebook ads for this business. And the woman who was leading it said to me, have you ever thought about one-on-one coaching? I feel like you could do this. You've shared that. And this was true. A lot of people in my, my following for that travel business were coming to me asking me, how did you grow this? Like, how did you grow so quickly on social media? How are you doing it? And that was all I needed for the seed to be planted in my brain. That coaching was even a thing. I truly didn't know what it was. I saw a lot of people on Instagram were calling themselves coaches, but I thought that that just meant they were an educator. And I thought it was just like a different way to describe yourself. If you're a strategist or an educator or a mentor. Um, and as we, we both know now, that is not what coaching is. It can be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I spent the last half of 2020 transitioning to being this, I now say, quote unquote, business coach, because I was more so sharing marketing advice. I wasn't truly coaching, but I was just finding my, my groove and I was figuring it out. And in 2021, right before I met you, I happened to be listening to this podcast with Jen Casey and our friend Ashley Gordon was a um, was a guest on her podcast and they were talking all about coaching and what coaching really is and what it's not and how, you know, being skilled in the craft of coaching is so crucial f- for your clients to yeah. gain transformation. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm missing. It was like this huge light bulb moment. I still remember the moment that I was listening to this podcast thinking, this is what I want. This is what I need. And before I knew it, I was in QCA meeting you and all of our other lovely friends. And 
yeah, learning what it really meant to be a coach. And so it's been about a year now since that whole process started. And I'm still a business coach. I still support people from this perspective of marketing and strategy, but there's so much more involved now when it comes to mindset and energetics and just being that supportive guide for my clients. So that's how I ended up here. And it's funny how things come full circle. Now I totally understand why I wanted to, to learn about psychology all those years ago was like, oh, I'm finally putting that to use in a way that is really fulfilling. Callie, it's so weird because I, I started as a psych major in college as well. You did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what I want to do with this. And then um, I literally, I watched J. Cole's documentary on HBO and he was producing Power Trip. And I was like that, I want to do whatever they're doing. And so my college ended up having like a music industry um, major. And so I did that. But it, but it does come full circle because now I'm a coach and like it makes sense. Like it's so crazy how everything in your life like is for a reason and it yes. like aligns you to being that next version of yourself. So cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have major chills right now <laughs> when you just told me that. It's so true. It's like if you can follow those little nudges along the way, or it's like psychology and music, maybe it doesn't really make sense right now. You will get to that moment eventually where it all yeah. comes together. That's yeah. that's so beautiful. I love that. I, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you had switched majors. Yeah. I was going to say awesome. that on my first podcast, actually. And then I was like, oh, I'll get into it somewhere. And here we well, are. here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, and so you did touch on business and energetics. I would love to go into that. Tell, tell us more about that, because how do business and energetics come together? Mm, oh, my gosh. Okay, so the, this is very layered, obviously, and there's so many directions we can go in with this conversation. But the first thing that comes to my mind is the energy that people are feeling from you through their phone, through a computer, through like whether it's your website or you're on Instagram or you're on Facebook, whatever it is, however you're getting to your, your audience. Yes, it's the strategy is important, but we have to think about what is our energy as well. A really big mistake that I see, particularly new coaches, new online service providers make when it comes to creating their business is they think that if only they follow the right steps. If only they, I follow the right framework, I'm going to get this amount of money each month. It's like a very formulaic approach to success. And what's, what doesn't work with that is we skip all of these really important questions that we have to ask ourselves about why we're in business and what do we want our audience to feel from us? What emotion do we want to create in them? And those are the questions that they're all amazing questions and they all stem from how we are feeling energetically about our thoughts, about our beliefs, about 
like how excited we are about our business. So in any kind of strategic program, like whether it's my group marketing program or just a one-off coaching call and the purpose is what's the strategy, we always, always start with these big questions that dig into the energy side because we can't open up that opportunity for really powerful strategy if we're not feeling good about just who we are in our business and how we feel as a leader and we're not facing the blocks that keep us from you know following through on the strategy so it's so intertwined um and my apple watch (laughs) Just thought that I was speaking to her. Okay, Siri, let's um, let's turn off right let's now. Calm down for um, a moment. I literally <laughs> thought someone was in the room with me. <laughs> Do you see me? My face was like, like "What?" I was, is I was like, right now? "The fuck?" <laughs> okay, Siri's getting thrown to the other side of the <laughs> Double room right now. Girl. Wow, we don't need you. Um, but yeah, she was feeling very excited about uh, yeah. strategy and energy. The energetics. Right. It's all, it's all intertwined. It's like, that's why I can never just give a piece of strategy without asking some of the the bigger questions. And, and it's so much more powerful for students too. Like when I first started this business and it was very like, okay, just do one, two, three, and four. And then hopefully we have this outcome. It's like, wow, I was missing such an opportunity for people to grow in a, a a more powerful way. And so there's Absolutely. there's always got to be both. Yeah. And it's like more powerful for these people to like find it within rather than like the oh, here's step 1, 2 and 3 and 4. Like when it's not yes. really their thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. And we, well, exactly because we've learned in, you know, becoming coaches that the client always has the answer. The client is the expert. And now, of course, there's space for, like in, in my position, I always know there's space for learning some of the foundations of like, well, what is marketing and what is sales? Like we can ask those questions and I can be an educator and I can share like, this is what it is. This is the purpose it serves. And here are some of the best ways that you can think about marketing or sales or strategy, whatever it is, but you get to decide what feels best to you. Exactly. Right. And so, yeah. I can even relate this back to music because I say that I say this all the time, like artists who go with labels and then they um, just do whatever the label says to do marketing wise. And then the marketing doesn't work and they wonder Mm -hmm. why it doesn't work. And it's because it's not aligned to the artist. The artist doesn't feel good about posting a TikTok when they don't want to, or posting or going live or whatever they might be doing. It's not aligned to them and it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good to them. So if it doesn't feel good to them, it's not going to feel good to other people. It's not going to land with other people. So that's amazing that, I, thank you for bringing this up because I really believe that like business and energetics is like everything. 1000%. Um, so when, um, 
when people are experiencing like perfectionism and other blocks that like creep in, how do you kind of help your clients move through it and navigate it? Ooh, perfectionism. I get a lot of people who will say, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And honestly, sometimes it's just about opening up the space to let them verbalize what is happening. Why are you calling yourself a recovering perfectionist? Where is that coming from? What are the thoughts that you're having right before you're posting that piece of content? Like, where are you feeling it in your body? You know, a lot of people will say, like, I'm feeling it right here, like in my heart center. And it's sometimes it's simply a matter of asking them, like, so what does your heart say about, you know, that whatever it is, that piece of content? What does your heart say about showing up and doing it anyway when you're scared and you're afraid of embarrassment? And like, just giving the space almost always is it's the thing that people need. Like, you know, sometimes I find myself um, talking people through like, well, this is a pattern that I've seen with other clients. This is a pattern that I've seen with myself. And that can be helpful sometimes under some certain circumstances, but more often than not, it's, it's giving the space. It's allowing them to really get into what's going on up here in in their brains. Um, but just like my perspective on perfectionism in the online space, it's just because we want to feel safe, right? We just want to feel safe. We want to feel accepted. We No, we have to put ourselves out there. We know that there are times when we, quote unquote, I always put, whenever I say should, I put quotes, (laughs) but like when we should be vulnerable. Um, And it's, it's just about like tuning in to that idea of like, I, I am safe. So, so much of the perfectionism is just the thoughts that we're creating about what's going to happen, right? It's the worry, it's the anxiety. And more often than not, when we do the thing messy, whether it's create a piece of content or just show up to talk about something you want to talk about, and we just push through the fear, like that's when we get the best results. Absolutely. That's so powerful. Um, When you said like, I have two things on that. When you said like just holding space for people, um, that's so powerful because perfectionists, they don't want to seem like they're not perfect, you know? So Mm -hmm. you just holding that space for them to just not be quote unquote perfect is so powerful. It's so powerful. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And two, um, mm, what was I just going to say? Damn it. You'll find it. You'll find it. Oh, too. So the um, showing up online and like being scared that like, are people going to like it kind of thing? That is literally a primal thing. Because, Mm. you know, going back to like caveman times when they were in like packs, you had to be liked by like the pack, or you would die, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's literally like an innate fear in us. And like an innate thing for people to like us because it's like, oh, if people don't like us, then we're going to die. 
You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so. so true. And it's, it's so, it's everywhere in this business. Like it's just everywhere. And, and sometimes just talking about it like this, like there might be someone listening who just needs to hear that everyone else is experiencing it. Like I, I like to remind my students, my clients a lot that even the people who are at this level now where it's like, oh my God, she's making a million dollars a month. Like how the hell is she doing that? It's like, yeah. That all those people are still are still working through these things. Absolutely. Like maybe you don't see it, and that's a whole other conversation with like, <laughs> you know, creating the perfect image and then how that affects other people who are watching you. Um, but we're all we're all human. We're all experiencing it. And I I get a lot out of that personally. Like if I just remind myself, like, okay. I'm not the only one who is scared shitless right now. Yeah. Like it's yeah. all good. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like um I was even watching the new David Letterman show on Netflix and I was watching the one with Brian Reynolds and he was saying that before he would come on David Letterman's show, like he would literally feel like he's going to puke like every time. And like he was big, like he would do all these movies, but every time he would come on the show, he would feel like he'd throw up. And like that like the vulnerability there was so cool to see because it's like even people of that caliber are still like, Oh shit. What are people going to think about me? Like, you know, yeah, absolutely. And Oh my gosh, a little bit of me feels like I can resonate with that more because then there can be this more internal pressure of like, everyone knows me. So there's this, (laughs) there's this standard and expectation that I'm held to. Oh, I love that. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. I, I hadn't Absolutely. I hadn't heard him say that before. The that episode is so good. Highly recommended. Honestly, okay. the whole David Letterman thing on Netflix is like so powerful. He's an incredibly powerful human being. Um, but yeah, okay, great, love that. So, um, tell us more about magical marketing energy. Ooh, magical marketing energy. Okay, so this is my signature group program that I started earlier this year. And one of the things with business that was real that is really important is having a strong sense of what your personal brand is. And I thought a lot about that when I was going through the, you know, the the growing pains that happen early on. And one of the questions I had to ask myself is like, what do I really want people to think of when they see me? Like, what do I want to be known for? And I love playing with bringing more of me into my program. So something that you'll see consistently is I'm always making Harry Potter or slash magical things a part of my business because I'm just a little Harry Potter nerd over here. So that's just an aside on the, the background of where that name of like magical marketing energy came from. I'm going to interject real quick. The Chamber of Content Secrets is literally like when you when I saw that, I was like, that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, it's um, Callie's free content idea generator called the Chamber of Content Secrets. Like what? That's literally <laughs> I amazing. Love it. I Thank love you. It. Thank you so much. I have so much fun with that. And this is this is just such an invitation for anyone like do this. 
just make it fun. And this so ties back to your energy too. And the excitement that you have around speaking to your, your programs, whether it's free content or it's a paid program, like it's, it's fun for me to explain that to people. And it's fun for me to say like, yeah, magical marketing energy. It's like all things magical in here. Like this is, this is what I'm all about. Um, but I (laughs) magical marketing energy. So this, this program stemmed from my experience that I had in business slash marketing slash sales programs when I first started my business. And I was in a couple of containers that were very much like we were talking about earlier, quite formulaic, very much like take these six steps to make $10,000 a month. And it's like, I, I just didn't know better at the time. So when I was in those programs, I thought like, shit, I'm following these steps, but it's not happening. Like, oh my gosh, am I just, am I not meant for this? Am I doomed? And it wasn't until I spent the next year just figuring it out in business and getting certified um, with QCA that I realized, oh my gosh, there's, there's, there's so much more than following four steps to getting an outcome. And so I created this program. It was basically what I really wish that I had when I first started, because it is the balance between the energy and the clarity that you have around what is your business? Like, what is that feeling you want to create? What is your personal brand? And like getting so super clear on all those things and really excited about all those things. And then working through, okay, well, where, what are some of the foundational things that we can get from marketing and sales? And let's, let's create that foundation, but then let's also have the permission to decide how we want to show up. Um, so it's been, I've run this twice so far, like big goal, big dream is to eventually turn this into a self-paced course for students where I'm, I'm showing up live maybe once or twice a month and I'm doing hot seat coaching calls. But, um, right now I, I am still running it live, but I, I love having that one thing that now I am growing for the future because something about me is I'm very motivated by white space on my calendar. <laughs> like love I love my clients. I love students and everything, but I, what I'm, everything I do right now is to support that future where it's like, I'm just hands off. Um, Amazing. It's a fun program. It's like, I'm, I'm very flexible in my approach. So I love having students come in who have been in programs like that, you know, who have been in more of the like, hundred percent masculine approach because I'm so there to give them the permission of like, okay, my friend, we like, I hear you. And that was just one person's way of doing it. We're doing it differently in here. Absolutely. It's, it's so awesome that you touched on that. Um, the whole masculine part of business of marketing and sales, you know, I feel like, um, a lot of people feel like they have to be super pushy and like, very like methodical with it when it comes to marketing and sales. Um, I went from QCA, which is like such like a beautiful spiritual feminine, um, but also brings in the divine masculine as well. Mm-hmm. Container, 
to a business course that was like a step-by-step thing. Um, do this, you'll make $10,000 a month. And it felt so masculine to me. And it, it's a great course. So many people like get a lot out of it, but going from QCA to that, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is tough. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you shared that with me and completely understandable. First of all, from this position of uh, experiencing that contrast between the programs, I'm sure you got there and you were just like, Whoa, this is very structured. But I like that you mention that it works for some people because that's the thing. Like, it does work for some people. And it obviously worked for that coach, right? Because I know she is very successful, right? And so if that's, that's something that I wish that more people would tune into, could tune into is like, when you're first out there, and you're trying to find your way in business, it's like, don't just default to the person who's making a lot of money. Don't just default to um, the person who looks like they have it all together. And, you know, obviously, yes, we want to be intentional about where we make our investments and like, look at the results, but like really feel into how does that person make you feel? Like ask them the question, be brave enough to, to message that person and ask them like, in your opinion, like, you know, are you leaning more heavily on the strategy and the masculine or are you leaning over here? Like, that's a totally valid question to ask. And I think all you need to know is probably in the answer to that question. Cause it's like, yeah. is this person open to answering that? Are they really wanting you to pick what's right for you? Or are they just trying to get you in their program? And there's such oh. a different feeling <laughs> between the two. That part, that yep. part. Um, I actually, I was going to do this retreat and then I ended up not being able to do it, but the person who it's with, he was like, I don't want you to say yes to this retreat out of fear. He's like, Mm -hmm. I want you to do this from a heart spaced fuck yes. And I was like, Mm -hmm. thank you. I was literally just like, thank you. Because like (laughs) so many people will try to like fear you into buying their programs or buying their services. And it's like this. I got to do it. I got to do it. And it works up your nervous system to being like, Mm. okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then you do it. And then you fucking hate it because it didn't come from the heart. Like it came from a fear based, low vibrational place. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is just like, we need to package that up and we need to create a lot of content around that idea. (laughs) It's, this is, um, it's actually something that I've tried to be more intentional with in my own message recently is like, turning away from always speaking to pain points and struggles and speaking more to that person who is like excited. Like I never want someone to come into, you know, magical marketing energy, for example, if they're feeling like, oh my God, I just have so many gaps in marketing and and I just want Callie to give me all the answers. It's like a little bit of that can be healthy and like a little bit of knowing where the gaps in your knowledge exist. Like, yes, it's an amazing thing to have that awareness and to know that you're going to get education, but you're setting yourself. It's like having this expectation of this is just the thing that might fix everything. And if it doesn't go exactly the way I wanted it to, then I'm disappointed. Like 
we don't want to experience that as a client going into a program. And we, I mean, I sure as hell don't want to be the coach who has people in my program who are experiencing that. Like, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Absolutely. I also um, uh, just lost my train of thought. But <laughs> God, I keep doing that. But we'll get it. Um, there's just there's so much goodness happening right now. Oh, oh, okay. So like speaking to pain points. So when people are like when people have, you know, blocks in their business, blocks in their marketing and sales, um, it's tip- it typically goes deeper than that anyway. You know? Yeah. And if somebody's like, I I want Callie to give me the answers and it's like, Okay, why are you not trusting your intuition? Mm, oh my goodness. Bam. Right? Like, bam. <laughs> exactly. Why are you not over here trusting your intuition? Why are you not trusting your own content that you like you can create? Make it exciting. I think that people I mean, I'm definitely a culprit of this. I don't I don't love Instagram because it feels overwhelming to me right now. Mm-hmm. But like when I do get in the creative flow and create things that make me excited, like I love posting it. So it's just yeah. really about finding what feels what feels good to you and what makes you excited in your business and like you said touching on the pain points I think like that doesn't align with me very well either Mm -hmm. um because it does create this sense of anxiousness which doesn't feel good you know absolutely absolutely and it's it's honestly one of the biggest you know pieces of advice tips whatever you want to call it that I can give people it's like yeah, there's, there's always a time and place to point out like what your future clients are, are struggling with, like mentally, emotionally, physically, all the things, but to focus so heavily on that, it, Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't feel good in the sales process. It really yeah. doesn't at all. Um, and I, w- I want to point out, I know that we are going to talk about this a little bit, but when you said I don't know exactly how, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but the excitement that you feel, like you're not always wanting to show up on Instagram, but when you're more in that flow and feeling more like yourself, it is more of this inspirational kind of creative outlet or it can be. And this has been big for me recently. I've, I've had a couple of coaches who have so beautifully helped me work through this is like, because I am as much as I balance that, that masculine and feminine in the work that I do with clients, I am quite a left brain, A to B, like rational grounded kind of thinker. And so when I go into each day, like I got the to-do list going, I'm, I'm like, yes, I have like the calendar in my head. Right. And so I've, I really had to ask myself, how can I better tap into more of that flow? And like, how can I be really prepared and be, you know, do the planning, do the strategy, but then how can I lean back and like be in receive mode? And it has been a lot about asking myself that question of like, when do I feel most like me? And the two things that have come up the most is like being outside in nature, particularly for me, it's being around water. But it's also music. It's also, yeah, it's yeah. it's also sitting down at the piano and singing and like 
literally just, it can be as simple as like playing out, you know, our four most basic chords that every song is based off of (laughs) and just singing and like, it evokes so much emotion in me. It just makes me feel so much more connected to who I am. And even just doing that once a day, like those are the times when I'm like, wow, I'm killing it in my content because I'm more in that flow. Yes. Yeah. I love, love that. Um, Tell me more about your experience with music and how you use it to run your business. Yeah. So my, my parents, oh my goodness, I think it was my mom's grandmother had this like old upright piano and it somehow got put in our house when I was about three years old. And I think my dad had gotten the, the, the sheet music to the little mermaid because like nineties baby over here, I was all about the little mermaid and I was my shit. shit. I still to this day love Ariel. Yes. Hell yes. And I just started playing Disney music and I, you know, I eventually got a piano teacher and I was always very, um, drawn to like I I did a lot of I played a lot of classical music and I did challenge myself in many ways and that was because of my teacher but I was always more so drawn to just like sitting down and it being like easy and flowy and just playing chords and just singing and just being in that feeling of like I mean I don't even know the words to describe it it just feels so good it just feels like so amazing and I I played my whole life and it was really hard when I went to college and suddenly I didn't have like a piano right there in the other room. Um, And then coming back home from college and um, you know, my, I totally understand why my parents had sold the piano and I, I kind of got disconnected from it for a little while. I lived in New York city and I was in the small apartment and like, again, didn't have that easy access to it. Um, And yeah, there was just this period of time when it wasn't there. And it's, I mean, I've never really thought about this so much, but a large part of my twenties, for sure, I can see now, like I was very disconnected from myself and I, I'm certain that that music, you know, have lacking that at that time was, was a part of it. But when I, so I moved here to to Rochester in with my now husband about five years ago. And the first thing he bought me for our first Christmas was one of those um, keyboards that feels and sounds like a, you know, like a true piano. And we still have it downstairs. And that's when I started getting back into it. And now in business, it's become more of an intentional thing because it gets me more realigned. Like the days that I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Okay. I got to do this. And then I have to do this. And how much time do I have for this thing? Sometimes I just have to be like, okay, what if we set no expectations for today? And what if we went for a walk and enjoyed the nice weather? What if we sat down at the piano and just played a song and I, always feel better it's almost like it it's a recalibration <laughs> for yeah, for myself yeah. and it's just a reminder that like 
everything's good. It doesn't all have to get done today. It's almost like a little coaching session in and of itself. So that's how I use it now. Just, I mean, I, I like playing whenever, but particularly when I'm really like, oh my gosh, I feel stressed with everything that's going on. I need to recalibrate. Yeah, it's like that sigh of relief for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, what what about you? How do you use music with your business now? Now, putting aside how, you know, intertwined music is in what you're creating, but just personally, like from a creative standpoint. Um, I, so I don't create music, but, um, I love music. I use it, honestly, recently I've been using it to dance. Um, I've been, I've been really, really, really listening to spiritual music, not spiritually. I don't even know what to call it, but you know, like, um, like Ashley's. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's the first thing I thought. Ashley's playlist. (laughs) Ashley's playlist. Oh my God. It's been on repeat and it just, it feels like a breath of fresh air to me and it really brings me back into my body in a sense. Um, Mm -hmm. like I love Fia. Fia really, uh, she just like really speaks to my soul. Like it makes me a little emotional. I just think that Fia is fantastic. And like the message that she puts across in her music is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. every time I listen to her, I just feel so good. And music, I don't know. Music, it's like, it's just a feeling. Like I don't even know how to explain it, but you're right. It like recalibrates me in a sense. Like I'll go on a walk and listen to the Let It In playlist by Ashley. And oh, I'll link that in the description, by the way, so you guys can yes. that. But yeah, and it just like resets me. But even then, or if I'm like feeling down, I'll be like, fuck it. I'm gonna listen to Tay Money and shake my ass. Like, and yep. that makes me feel so good. Like, I feel like a bad bitch. It like it energizes me, you know? So mm-hmm. um, the way that I use it in my business, um, I feel like they're just so intertwined that like I'm always thinking of like, oh, how, just even like, how can I bring this into my content? And I have a few ideas. They're coming, but I'm oh, not going to yeah. post it yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that just it really brings me into my body and brings me back into the present moment. Um, an affirmation that I've been saying a lot is I am here. And or oh. like sometimes I'll be talking to people and I'll dissociate and be like, I'll just say real in my head. I'm like, real. This is real. Like you're you're here. Like bring yourself back. Like you're real. You're real. Those have been like my affirmations recently. Um, So tangent, that was a tangent on it. No, but it's it's so connected though, because the music can remind you that you're here and now and just having that moment where you're like, because I do the same thing. Like, okay, let me just put this song on. I just need to dance it out. I do that a lot actually before hopping onto a call that maybe I'm a little nervous about. If I'm like speaking in front of a big group or something like that, I'm like, remind yourself how fucking amazing you are. Like, let's put this song on. Um, And I love starting calls that way too. Like having a song going and getting people in the mood and it just kind of brings us all together in the energy. It's an energy. Yeah. It's an energy shift. It shifts Mm -hmm. that energy for people and it does energy, uh, energy. Well, that too. Energy and music like connect people, you know? Absolutely. Using the two 
to bring it into your business is like so powerful. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for asking that. I love that question. Yes. I was also going to say like, you're such a multi-dimensional being like you're a coach, you're a marketer, you're a musician, like you are a psychologist, you know, like in a sense. So I, I just think that's beautiful. And I just wanted to bring that to light too, because we are multi-dimensional beings. And like, if I feel that people get really, well, can get really stuck in like, oh, I am a musician and I'm only a musician. I'm a mm. musician. And so that's what they do all day, every day. But it's like, you're meant to do more. Like, you know? Absolutely. And that I'm glad you brought that up because that's another frequent question that I get from people, particularly if they're manifesting generators. <laughs> they will say to me often, like, I just love so many things and I want to do so many things and I don't know how to narrow down in my message. I don't know how to like do it all. And it's like your business, it's, it's one single thing you get to do. Like there's this pressure that we put on ourselves where it's like, we think because we love all these things and we are multidimensional that sometimes it's like, oh, then I feel like I have to show all of that in my business. And I have to give all of it through my services, which is, is not the case. You don't have to do that. And we, and some other people think like, that's a problem if we want to, it's a problem if we want to show our full selves through our business. And it's like, that's how people get to relate to you. Like when I, anytime I, I put up a clip of me playing piano and singing, like that's sometimes when I get some of the most interaction. And that's when I have the opportunity to talk to new people because they'll, they'll message me. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, I love that song. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you played piano. I do too. Oh my gosh. That was so beautiful. And it's like, why wouldn't, yeah, that has absolutely nothing to do with business coaching and like what I'm doing in my business, but it's creating connection with absolutely. my audience. So it's like, do it, do it all. Like what, if it feels good and it feels totally unrelated to your business, doesn't matter. Cause we're there to create connection. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful. And speaking of connection, um, why is it important to surround ourselves with like-minded people and other entrepreneurs? Ooh, yes. So I've thought about this a lot since going through QCA and I know we've talked about it. I've talked about it with Um, our other lovely ladies who have gone through with us. This isn't everyone's experience. It was, it's a little bit of mine where I have amazing family and friends. And at the same time, no one truly can empathize with what I'm going through (laughs) right now being an entrepreneur and in this world too, like in this coaching world. And so Having people who get it just makes you feel so good and so like safe. But then there's this other level of um, being surrounded by other coaches who know what they're doing and who can hold space for you. Like there was this experience I had, uh, this was a little over a month ago with Ashley V and Mary from our, our QCA program. We were we were just doing a little Zoom catch up with each other. And it turned into this like 
hours long like coaching call basically. And it was so beautiful to me because I was like, wow, this is just another level of communication and another level of holding space for one another that I've never experienced with my friends. And like, that is nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but what a blessing to be able to now experience this with people. It's like, I feel like I've never been more seen for who I am and I've never been able to be so open and vulnerable and just like cry literally like a baby in front of people because you guys know how to hold the space and there's no, there's no judgment. Like there's no, um, I don't, it's like, there's no judgment. There's no competition. It's just like, we're all like operating at this level (laughs) where it's, it's, we can, we can just truly be who we are. And it's so important to surround yourselves with people. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it. Like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So beautiful. Um, PCA was like fully life-changing for me. Like, and it was just like having that soul group of people, like we were all meant to be in that container at that time because like everyone is just like fantastic. And I'm, equally as grateful for it because I'm I would I don't think I really would be the person I am today without it to be honest totally agree with you like 1000 percent it's and it's one of those things that we couldn't have ever guessed what was going to happen before we went through it you know I was like (laughs) okay like I know that this is going to be amazing and like such an expander for me but I did not know the to what degree you know yeah and fuck (laughs) like it was amazing amazing how is it being back in QCA doing business coaching for them it's so cool again another thing I'm so grateful for so I once a month I host an open coaching call sometimes I, I bring like some education but I do like leaving a lot of space um there's so many things like first of all what a takeaway to realize that a year ago I was going through this program and now I get to be in this position where I'm leading these people. It's like, it says so much about just what's possible in a year and about my own personal growth and also the trust that Ashley and Jenna have put in me. Like it's, it was really amazing when Ashley was basically like, you can just host these calls. I trust you. Like she doesn't even show up to them. And that it's, it's really big. It's like, she just knows that because I've gone through QCA that like, I, I can handle it. And like, I can lead them through powerful transformation. So that's like on a personal level, it's been, um, very expansive for me to be able to do that. And then it's also just so fun to be able to share with these students, like my own experience and all the fears that are popping up for them. And I'm like, I get it. Like I actually truly get it because I was, I was there not so long ago. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited for them. Every, every group that goes through, I'm like, yep, there's another like 35 amazing coaches that we've just have just joined the the industry. It's such a cool thing. That's awesome. And just to touch on Ashley trusting you, it shows how much she trusts herself. You know, yes. like it shows how much she like believes in her program and in her service because she's like, oh, you've been through QCA. 
I trust it because I trust myself. Like, that's uh, yeah. fucking powerful. <laughs> so powerful. So, so powerful. Yes. Um, okay, so closing out, what are your top pieces of advice that you'd give to someone starting out as a coach in the online space? Goodness. Okay. So this is something that we had, we had touched upon in QCA. And it's just something that I think lands and resonates with you over time. It can be difficult to hear this, but you will come to understand it over time. And that's trusting the process. Like there's, it's really easy to start this journey and think, well, I need this much money in this many months. And I need to do, have this external result in this amount of time. And so much is learned as you are figuring it out. It's like, as you are confused, as you are frustrated, as you're having those feelings come up where you want to give up, nothing is, you're not going to grow if everything's good. Like, I like saying this to my students um, when they are learning a little bit more about marketing and I'm really challenging them to try new things. I'm like, if you aren't a little uncomfortable answering these questions, if you aren't a little uncomfortable showing up and creating this type of content, like I'm not doing my job because it's, it's, you know, you're not going to go grow when you feel really comfortable. Um, so that is all to say that my advice is know it's going to be hard. Like, no, you're going to have the moments where you're like, it's working for everyone else and it's not working for me. It's a very common thought. It's okay to think that way. It's okay to feel that. Um, but the question is, what can you do to remind yourself that you are in the process right now? It's not that you're spinning your wheels and nothing has happened yet when you know you don't have the consistent clients or whatever it is you really want. It's that you're in a part of your journey towards that. Like it is happening right now. And I tune into that a lot. I mean, sometimes even now I still have days where I'm like, wait, I've had so much momentum, but this isn't happening yet. Like what the hell? Like why, why isn't it happening? And it's, it's again, just a moment of like really tuning in to trust the process. Like it could, it could, the things I want could happen tomorrow. It could happen five years from now. Does it matter? Like, does it, doesn't really matter. Like I'm on the journey now. It's all unfolding. Um, and just a reminder that all the people that you see who have that lifestyle that you want, all the people who are making the impact that you want to make, they just stuck with it. Like they didn't give up. And as long as you can stick with it and do, you know, figure out what recalibrates you and gets you back to that energy, you are going to get there. It's just like, it, you just are. That just gives me chills. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that's so true though. You know, I feel like a lot of people, it's a comparison game type thing. Like mm -hmm. they see these people doing what they want to do. And they're like, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But use these people as an expander for you. Like, use them as an expander. And it's hard. Like, I get stuck in comparison all the time. And I'm like, I want to be there right now. I mean, even yesterday, I had, like, a little breakdown about it. But, like, 
I'm they're an expander for me. Like that person is an expander and I will get there when it's my time. It's just yep. not time yet. It's not time. Thank you for sharing that. And I will share that I also had a pretty big breakdown yesterday. Really? <laughs> yep. Yes, what I did. Hell? Yep. I I cried to my husband and what it came down to was it had a lot to do with that, with the timeline. And I love that that was a great reframe where it's like when you're stuck in the comparison, it's like, how can we not use other people as, oh my God, I'm not there yet, but how can we use them to expand and to, you know, as evidence for what is possible? And it's so much easier said than done. Um, but like, we just, you got to figure out what, what works for you. What works for someone is totally tuning out all those people, like not following anyone like that. And that's okay if that feels good to you. For other people, it might be, you know, really sitting with those emotions day in and day out and like learning to feel more comfortable with it and learning to feel more comfortable with the reframe of, I'm going to look at this person and let them inspire me instead of like, make me feel really shitty. So yeah. Um, I, I love that. I love that we both broke down yesterday and it just goes to yeah, show that like going on, <laughs> it hap it happens to everyone like yeah. a lot more often than you would think. And that's okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Callie, this is so great. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really Thank happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. Wait, I can't wait to re-listen to this. I know. <laughs> I was like, so many gems. I'm like, definitely going to write down the questions that you asked and be like, okay, what? Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Yes, we, I know we, I think we have some good one-liners from in here. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I know that you want to stay connected. So follow me on Instagram at authentically Haley. And to really, really stay connected... Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, that like button, download this podcast. See you here next week on Shifting Frequencies.